Into the Light is a podcast sponsored by the Universal Hager Spiritual Church Association. The views and opinions expressed by each individual speaker does not necessarily reflect the beliefs and opinions of the Universal Hager's Spiritual Church Association. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to Align to the Light. Uh, I am here, this is Double H, and I'm here with... Hey, KB is here. Uh, and again, we wanted to first off uh, say thank you to all our listeners. Uh, continue to hang with us and continue on our journey. And this afternoon's episode or evening, depending on where you're listening to it, is answering the question, is there a right time to meditate? Is there a right time to meditate? And so, you know, Oftentimes, especially I think as we move into this um, spiritual age and age of electricity and age of meditation and concentration and uh, all the different aspects that you continue to read about or hear about, uh, you may wonder, is there a right time to meditate, right? Um, I may not have the ideal spot. I don't have a yoga studio. I don't have a a separate meditation room in my place or I have a one bedroom apartment and or I have a studio and my bed and my sofa and my kitchen <laughs> is all in one spot. And so the question again, is there a right time to meditate? So KB, what do you think? So when I initially thought about this, I was concentrating kind of only on the hours saying, is there or are there certain times when we meditate or just do spiritual work in general, maybe praying? I know um, some folks pray at three, six, nine, some at high noon, some right before the sun comes up. Um, so that that was one thought. Um, but when I started to really think about it, you know, I, I think it depends on what your purpose is for meditation. Um, I think we had an episode way back in the beginning um, when we first started the podcast on meditation and different types. And we went through mindful meditation and, you know, meditation to seek spiritual enlightenment. And, you know, there are many forms of, of meditation, but I really think it depends on uh, what your aim, what you what you want to get out of the meditation. For example, you know, some people meditate to, to calm themselves. They may have high blood pressure. And again, I think we had a medical disclaimer in the beginning, mm -hmm. um, but you know, some people might take a, a holistic approach in, in addition to whatever they're prescribed by their doctor and, and use meditation as a calming method. Um, you can use it as a, a way to relieve stress. And, and I would say that, you know, normally, when I think about meditation, I think about meditation first thing in the morning. But I would say if you're if you're using it as a as a relief to stress, you might want to do that after you get in from work and you know you all the crazy things happen and to calm yourself from that. Um, and then the other you know main thing I can think of is is just meditation for spiritual enlightenment. But yeah, I really think it depends on what you seek to get out of meditation on when you should meditate. Yeah, so you bring up a good point, right? Um, meditation can be used for various uh, different 
reasons. And as part of that, that would certainly condition maybe when or why you would perform a meditation. Um, I, I know for me, when I think about that question, yeah, I, I certainly immediately go to, hey, um, I meditate in the morning, but sometimes I also meditate in the evenings. And, you know, the, I think traditional yoga practices talk about meditating mornings and evenings or, or as you mentioned, high noon. Um, but there is, I think, you know, a, a bigger driver about what allows you as the operator to be in the most harmonious state, right? If meditation is all about harmony, whether it's harmony through silence or harmony through words, you know, or harmony through pictures. Um, you know, again, different practices may have different techniques for people to meditate upon or call or say or listen to. Um, that time would be where you're in the most harmonious or most comfortable state. Um, so, you know, for instance, probably not after you just ate uh, a a giant sandwich from Jersey Mike's, right? It's probably not the best time for you to meditate just because you're either thinking about the the great sandwich you had or more importantly, your stomach is too full. So the minute you sit there or lay down or whatever position you're in, you immediately start thinking about going to the bathroom. So that's that's probably not a good time. I was saying, if you had a turkey, so you might be uh, falling asleep at the that, at the meditation. That, that's exactly the point, right? The hormones may uh, easily kick in, and you you you've now met asleep instead of meditated. <laughs> met asleep. Um, uh, but you know, the other part I think is certainly valuable, right? Is the idea of um, cleansing yourself. So you know, going to the bathroom whatever it is, 10, 15 minutes, however long it takes you before you get to a state of meditation is something that um, is valuable. Again, because if you are attempting to quell your mind or your nerves or forget about some of the things that you were working on during that day, um, your body, and, and you, you're right, we brought this up, I think, in, in one of the early episodes, your body will initially fight against you a little bit like no what about this did you leave the iron on hey did you do that work assignment and, and going to the bathroom as simple as it sounds will be one of those things that your body may say oh aha you want to meditate did you go to the bathroom you feel that you feel that stomach pain you feel this you, your bladder's kind of full you sure you want to meditate right now and, and so you know helping to relieve the distractions I think is a big part of that and so you know when you think about is it a right time that right time is you almost have to set the stage right you have to do the things that you as the operator um can do or or find others who have done who who, who do meditate on a regular basis and add to them okay hey um you know what position do you use how do you sit um do you use cross leg or open leg do you um, put your fingers in a certain way or you don't. And, and, and all those, I think, are certainly subjective to whoever's meditating. But uh, again, I would say no no giant subs and <laughs> not when you have diarrhea. That's probably not <laughs> two, two things I would say scratch out in terms of doing that right before you're going to meditate. 
do you think <laughs> you may be interrupted from your uh meditation quite often but no i, I like that set, setting the stage and um you know just trying to set yourself up for success and, and not failure um because the less distractions you have it's almost like I want to equate it to what's the, what's the test that is it an MRI where you go in and you have to remain still. And as soon right. as you get in there, everything starts, your, your pinky toe is itching. You got, you know, you start sweating. It's coming down your, your face. You, you want to move and you know, you know, start everything that can happen happens will happen, especially, you know, when you're not used to, once you get in a rhythm and, and kind of get going and, and you've become, you know, you're kind of past the initial stage and you kind of know, start to know and experiment what works for you. It gets a lot easier. But in those initial stages man, a rumble of the stomach, if you're hungry, that could just, you know, set you off into thinking like, hey, what am I going to have for breakfast? <laughs> you know, instead of, you know, trying to clear your mind or trying to purposely meditate on something. So I, I would say, yeah, definitely. Um, one of the other uh, things when I was looking at this or thinking about this was, you know, so there's questions on should you meditate after you exercise, and um, I don't know. I, I I'm kind of. I of course it comes back to. I guess it depends on the person. But I, one theory is that you know, of course, after yoga, you know, things that that calm you and, and exercise your breathing. That's a great time. But I was thinking, hey, I just you know in my mind, I haven't done this for a while, but you know, <laughs> I just got off and ran a mile or two on, on the treadmill. Now my heart is pumping. I mean, is that a good time to, to meditate? I know some theories say that, um, after exercise is a good time because you kind of relieve some of that stress. So that's one less thing to kind of bog you down, but I don't know. Like for me, I'm like, Hey, my heart is pumping. Am I going to really be able to calm all the way down with my heart racing that that quickly or should I wait 10 minutes or I don't know what are your thoughts no listen that is a that's an excellent question um and you know when you you said that I, I thought about even the different types of exercise right if you're doing maybe strength training where yeah. you may not may not have as an intense heart rate but you're definitely sore right you may be sore afterwards you might have torn torn tissue they got to be rebuilt um you you have things that you haven't stretched or used in a long time like a <laughs> forearm or you know your calf muscles or something like that then yeah maybe meditation may be just the type of things to help help realign you right to help get you back centered or and or focused on hey that the pain that i'm feeling it may be uh, limited or just, uh, yeah, it's limited, right? It's not something that's long-term. And so that may be valuable. And likewise, again, if you might have, if you haven't ran in a long time, maybe trying to meditate immediately may be the best thing. Cause as you just said, your, your heart's pumping and you're out of breath and you know, you're sweating profusely, but it could be, right. It could be, I think for another individual, that may be the best time because that, it, you know, um, there's the idea, right, is after you meditate, sorry, after you work out, you release, um, I think it's pheromones, um, you know, release these um, these uh, signals in your brain and say, hey, you feel good. You mm -hmm. feel 
happy, you, you feel relieved. Um, and so again, if you're already in that state and if you are not, like you said, not completely out of breath and not, <laughs> uh, and not stinking, maybe per se, <laughs> not to, to a new degree. Forgot about that part. <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe it's good to take a shower first and then, exactly, by then right. your heart has calmed down a little bit. Yeah. You can, uh, maybe you can be in that state and feel like, ah, oh, you know, I can do that. And this works out. So, um, yeah, I think it's certainly subjective, but I, I'll tell you, I have not tried that before. I've never, you know, I'm not tried to meditate right after a long run or an, ex- or an extensive bike ride. Um, but maybe that's maybe that's something I'll try and and give some ideas or feedback on. Hey, I tried it and it sucked, or I tried it and it was actually a pretty good idea. You know, I even saw uh, one article where they were talking about uh, meditating while walking. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so ways to clear your mind is a million different types and you know, kind of finding what works for you. And then, you know, what works for you today might not be the same as you evolve and, mm-hmm. and you know, start to get more comfortable. You might want to switch it up. You know, just like, I guess I equate it to, I don't know. It's, it's I'm definitely not hungry, but I'm definitely bringing up food a lot. <laughs> equate it to like meals. You don't want to eat the same thing every day. You know, I mean, you, you gotta, I guess, cook it enough to, to learn how to uh, how to make it, but, you know, you may want to switch it up every now and again just to keep things interesting. You, you, you're right. And I think about meditation in, from a spectrum, right? When you're first starting out, you may only think about what you see on TVs or have read about in a book. You know, people cross-legged, Fingers in a certain position, you know, trying to do a lotus position, something like that. Maybe saying um so many times, lights off, dark, um, and trying to focus on that. But as you continue on the journey and you continue to read, yeah, you you may find people who meditate just by looking at a picture, and they're they're sitting in a, a straight chair, um, hands not folded, legs not folded little things but they're in an intense gaze Um, or it could be others who are uh, in nature making a walk in a park and meanwhile they're they're saying a certain a certain verse or a certain affirmation um, or some kind of mantra and they're continuing to chant that over and over and over again Um, and the sound of that you know it it resonates throughout the entire body Right. And now instead of it just being something they think about, they feel it in their hands and their feet and their uh, kneecaps and, and all those things like, ah, OK, um, I feel I feel the freshness of the air. I, you know, I feel the freshness of the air and the rest of their body starts to feel the freshness of the air as they're moving around. So uh, I, I think, you you know, you bring up a very important point right is that uh, meditation changes as you change and as you evolve um, I think um, what you what you deem as meditation may expand now that, again that's not to say those who 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 still practice a very traditional 
um, you know, certain position or certain um, certain times or days that that is wrong. That's that's, that's I mean, great. That, that works and that may be uh, suitable for what they're doing. Uh, but you also begin to expand how meditation uh, is applied or can be demonstrated. And it may not always look the same for every individual. Yeah, definitely. I was just thinking, yeah, if, if, if we had one prescribed way, I think if I, if you told me the only way that I, there was for me to meditate by, was by sitting, you know, with legs crossed, like in pretzel style, I, I think a whole lot of people would give up. <laughs> you know, right. I, right. I haven't, you know, when I was younger, I might be able to get into that position easily, but not so much now. No. <laughs> right. No, so, yeah. you right. I would have to work my way back to that, do some stretching, you know, over over some months, whatnot. Yeah, and and um, you know, there's there's a lot of debate about that, even right. There are some who, uh, when they take up a certain philosophy or lifestyle, right, if they may be studying certain certain forms of Buddhism, that may be part of their. Um, I'd say requirements are part of the expectation, right? The expectation is that they, they over time get to a place where they can uh, sit fully cross-legged uh, in a butterfly state or a lotus position. And there are others um, who will say, hey, why am I putting myself through, um, you know, some levels of pain <laughs> because maybe I, haven't, maybe I haven't stretched or maybe I'm not as flexible as I used to be. Uh, Those others probably have had a leg fall asleep on them, as I have. <laughs> that, that's right. And why am I doing that? And so, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm I'm not here to uh, to make a final decision, but I think it is something that is certainly open to uh, the operator, right? If you are maybe studying a certain philosophy or practice, recognize that may be some of the expectation going along with it, right? So you may. You may go to a, uh, um, a shrine of certain places, and if that's what they do there, or you're seeking out a spiritual instructor or guru or swami, um, and that swami, that's what they do, and you follow that practice, that may be the expectation around it. Like, hey, you know, you want to join Shanana uh, Nana, whatever, you know, uh, a harem or whatever, or a shrine. That's what we do here. Um, and again, not the same thing about it, but I'm just, just regular. That's what they do here. Or you may go to another uh, a retreat and they may say, nope, we don't do any of that stuff here. If you want to, great. But if not, you know, we we sit in relaxed chairs and have our feet and legs uncrossed. Um, and we just wear, you know, loose fitting clothing and we go there. And again, that may be, just as beneficial. So I think uh, as each person is seeking out their spiritual development uh, or unfoldment or, or whatever they're using meditation for, even if it's for nothing else, but you just said just to uh, quiet the mind. Yeah, I think, you know, just probably do do a little bit of thinking, you know, are there are there expectations or requirements and am I doing this right because 
depending on who you speak to, that they may say, no, you've got to do it this way. Others may say, eh, who cares? You got your mind right, then you're good. Yep. So question for you. I mentioned it earlier on uh, briefly, but you think there's any importance to the time of day um, or the specific hour that you meditate? That's a good question. I I think um, depending on what you are meditating for, there certainly can be more value um, by doing it at certain times of the day. You know, certain hours, I think that is a, that's a, that's a bigger question, right? Because it will drive towards um, not only your belief system and philosophy, but again, also what should, what are your regular, what does your normal uh, schedule of the day look like, right? Are you an early riser? Um, and if so, then great. You may be in an environment that says, hey, I'm going to meditate right before sunset or, or sorry, right before sun sunrise or, or you know, during sunrise time frame so I can, I can be um, in harmony with the light that's coming in and I'm at my, uh, you know, feeling the, the rays of the sun or the person may work, they may work a night shift and so they're asleep at whatever, six or seven o'clock in the morning, but at three or four or five or six, right before they go to work, they can say, ah, boom, you know what, here it is. Here's my, here's my 20 minute, 30 minute window. I'm, I'm ready for, I can get in the game. Um, or get in a mindset, right, to be to be successful at my job um, or my um, volunteer opportunity, whatever I'm doing at the time. So, yeah, I think there's, I think there's value in it, um, but I'm, but I also recognize it's certainly subjected to the environment, right? So I would, I think, you know, my initial reaction is, if you can do it in the morning or in the evenings or at noon, I think any of those uh, are suitable based off of your your current schedule. Um, mornings for me work out great just because it helps me kind of start the rest of my day. I start thinking, okay, hey, you know, if anything kind of goes a little bit um, off center during the day, I can start, a re- I can reflect back to, okay, hey, wait, 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 what was going on this morning? Hey, you know, the morning was quiet. The morning was peaceful. All right, let's let's get let's get let's get get ourselves back on that same state. See, I'm a I'm a while I am not a morning person, yeah. <laughs> I will say I probably prefer, um, you know, to to meditate in the morning just because that's a time, and this will lead into to my next uh, thought or question. But I think that's the time when I can do it consistently versus right. you never know what's going to come up in the day. I might, you know, at the end of work, some coworkers, we, we might go hang out or go to dinner or something. I might drop by the store. And by the time, you know, I finish grocery shopping, I'm not feeling like doing much of anything. So it's just, I, it's the time when I can be more consistent because I get up at a certain time or I try to, if I don't hit the snooze five times, but I try to get up at a certain time. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I have no excuse. Like I have nothing by the time I'm out the house um, or even in the house, even, you know, working from home sometimes, you know, things come up at work where I thought I was going to shut down the computer at six and it's nine o'clock and I'm still on there. So 
Um, yeah, I, I do prefer the morning just because I can get into a consistent rhythm. Um, but that leads into my next kind of, I guess, thought or question is, um, is it important to meditate at the same time, whatever time you may choose, but is it important to, you know, keep that time consistent versus one day, oh, I meditate at three o'clock in the morning, the next day, oh, you know, I feel like meditating at six at PM the next day. I mean, it does sure. it matter or it, it, does that consistency matter? I think uh, from my perspective, that consistency is a big portion. Like, I think consistency is probably very important. I'm not going to say as, it could be as important, if not even more important than the time that you do it. Only because, right, um, as a person is starting out to meditate, you know, we we all at some point or another will, will face the boogeyman in our meditation, right? Again, where that's your your well, body. Wait a minute, what are we yeah. talking about? Hold on. Right, whether whether that's your and I say the boogeyman is your body fighting you, say, aha, you uh you want to meditate, you gotta go to the bathroom. Or oh, okay. you know, hey, your stomach is saying, aha, you know you're really hungry, you didn't have enough pizza, uh, or you want some more, you know, you want that that uh that ginger ale or uh whatever it is that you were, you know, your your favorite smoothie or uh, uh, ice cream or dessert, right? And so I, I say that today, the boogeyman, right? That thing that that you are worried about as soon as you start meditating, right? It's, as soon as you start meditating, oh, right? You, oh, this is going to come up. This is going to, this is going to scare me. And, and for some people, or, you know, again, let's, let's be real candid. For some, they may be afraid to meditate because that rush of emotions or thoughts may, may you know eventually come up right those things um that may may start flashing in front of them and they're like oh, i don't want to think about that i don't want to talk about that ah. right and so they would rather not um allow those things to just come up and come out right and and part of the some part of some some meditative practices is just that right to think on yourself as a as a glass of water and that you're going to keep pouring water or whatever liquid in there and whatever whatever comes up will will finally flush out right and it'll finally pure the smoke out and likewise again if you're in a uh, following a certain practice it may be that yes while you're blanking your mind if different thoughts come up just let them float away Right. And so, you know, again, those, those are the type of boogeyman I'm talking about, right? Now that you're going to see somebody that's going to scare you like Halloween. But well, I can see the more, shadows coming out the corner. I was like, you got to <laughs> clarify that double H, please. Right. But yeah, more so, again, those things that will, that may intimidate or scare you um, or distract, distract you. Distract. Yes. That's right. Distract any of those things that may do that while you're um, going through this practice. And so I think. Um, for me, and then this is just this is just HH perspective. Don't don't say it's the only way. I think consistency helps to condition the body to say yeah. this is meditation time. So, come on, stomach, line up. You know what? Bowels, not right now. Not you know everything else. <clears throat> you know, girlfriend or boyfriend, not right now. Hey, dog, cat, Bert, uh, uh-uh, not right now. This is. This is meditation time, and so it can, you know, and and others once they once they start to see that they say, oh, oh, okay, 
this is her or his meditation time. Don't don't bother him for that next twenty minutes, thirty minutes, hour, whatever it is. Yeah, that's a that's a, a huge point there is it, it helps to I like that. It helps to condition, you know, once you get that condition and done, then you can open up and you can start to explore other things. But you kind of got that out the way. You got the as soon as you sit, sit down, your stomach starts rumbling or, you know, you got to go to the back. You get all of those things out of the way because you're so your body gets kind of that muscle memory of, hey, I'm about to meditate. So yep. that's right. That's right. Well, again, you know, as, uh, as we wrap up, uh, first of all, again, I want to say thanks to our listeners for uh, exploring with us, right? Uh, the question about is there a right time to meditate? And as you, as you listen, right, there are multiple things to consider, uh, but I think our takeaways were uh, consistency is important. Time of the day, obviously, um, you know, finding a time that works with your schedule um, is is very valuable. Um, doing it in a place that's harmonious, um, again, whether that's your room uh, or a park, all those things that are open and not after you've eaten six chili dogs <laughs> and, uh, you know, not after you've done whatever, a uh, uh, an all-night party at the last rave. <laughs> after six tequilas or uh over uh, right long islands or whatever else you whatever else you might have been doing at that uh party that's probably not the best time to meditate um but anything else you, you know it's open game for yeah so i i would add on to that trial and error too especially you know when you're just starting out it may take you a few tries to figure out you know, what works for you. Don't be discouraged. If, you know, you try to sit Indian style and your leg falls asleep, okay, maybe next time you try sitting in a chair or maybe next time you try walking, you know, there's something that will work for you. So trial and error along with all those other things that the late said. Yeah. Uh, so uh, last thing, so our uh, homework for our listeners, I think is a simple one, right? Uh, try three different uh, styles of meditation uh, between now and the next week, right? And and that could be as KB just said, you know, maybe try a lotus position if you are physically able to, right? If you just had knee surgery or you know, hey, this isn't my thing, don't make that one it of your might not be the best for you. Right, right. But if you if you feel flexible in that position, hey, maybe try that. And if not, do a uh, uh, you know, a uh, uncrossed leg, uncrossed hand, maybe do that. Maybe do another one of just standing up, right? Standing up somewhere uh, for a period of time. It could be three minutes, five minutes, six minutes, ten, whatever, um, and meditate there. And another one, try walking meditation. Um, and park, treadmill, whatever, um, with headphones on or not headphones, but but try that practice and let's see how how does each one feel. There may there may be benefits in all of them. So that's the homework. Challenge. Excellent. Um, so again, just wanted to as we wrap up, just wanted to say thanks again uh, for staying with us. Uh, we hope and uh, pray that. Uh, 
our podcast continues to be uh, a light to all those who listen and it inspires others to take the journey to share uh, the content with others to say, hey, I heard something great here and I want to share that. So uh, we can't do this without you. And so again, we wanted to say thank you. All right, echo that. Thanks for listening and come back next week. KB out. All right. This is Double H and we're out. We look forward to hearing from you. Please send your questions, comments, and suggestions via email to align to light at uhsca.org. That's A L I N E, the number two, L I G H T, at uhsca.org.